When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, welcome to Horse Hour. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson. And today I talked to Gemma Tattersall. I've been so looking forward to speaking to her since we met at badminton and she came third on Arctic Soul. She's so lovely and I can't wait to find out her story of where she first started. And I know that the announcement hasn't been made of who's in the Olympics yet, but she is on the long list. So how is she preparing for Rio? I don't think we realise quite how brilliant he could be. And he's got better and better and better. And I think that he still has improvement left in him. This is Horse Hour. Gemma Tattersall, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, so excited to have you on the Horse Hour podcast because <laughs> we met a few weeks ago at Badminton and I'm surprised if you'll even be able to remember because it was such an exciting moment for you. You just finished the show jumping. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Pretty much one of the best moments of my life, I think. Oh. <laughs> I could see the emotion in your face and, and, yeah. and I cried a little bit for you as well. <laughs> I am. Um, I've seen so many people since that have said that I made them cry. Oh, well, <laughs> that wasn't the intention. <laughs> no, it was in a good way. And, yeah. and you were riding Arctic Soul. Can you just yeah. talk me through that moment then of, of when you realised you were third at badminton? Yeah, I mean, pretty unreal, really. I prepared myself to have one or two down. Arctic Soul is a really good jumper, but he gets quite tense in the atmosphere in that um, big arena. So, um, yeah, I was just... I couldn't believe that I'd managed to jump a clear round and um, that we'd stayed in our third position after the cross country. Because you did it the whole way through. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah. And when you did cross country, most are those your dogs fighting? Yes. <laughs> How old are they? Um, well, the puppy is uh, just under six months and oh. Jonty, Elodie's dog, is like ancient and the puppy's just hanging off him. <laughs> quite hilarious. What type of dogs have you got? Well, I've got two terriers and oh. Elodie's got um, a whippet. Oh, so they're, they're quite hilarious. <laughs> I'm getting a puppy in a few weeks. How are you? And uh, yeah, I've been watching this puppy programme. Have you seen it on, on the BBC? No, I don't oh. get time to television, unfortunately. <laughs> no. I wish. It's- it's amazing. It's like they they send different puppies to different families to see which ones you get should get and which ones you shouldn't. How funny. A lady wanted two and they said don't get two because they fight all the time. Oh. <laughs> True story. So, so do your puppies go ev- do your dogs go everywhere with you? Absolutely everywhere, yeah. Everywhere. Oh, and they're okay around the horses? 
Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, they love being out in the yard. My puppy just loves it. She runs around all day. She's very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back to Babington then, uh, an Arctic soul. Um, some of the riders that I did get a chance to speak to were a bit worried about Vicarage V and there were a yeah. couple of nasty falls, but you just flew through it. Yeah, I totally trust Arctic soul when it comes to staying on a line and jumping a massive fence. Hmm. He is unbelievably scopy, fast and brave. So... I knew that I could come around the corner. I'm so confident in our partnership that I knew I could come around and place him at the right point, at the right speed, and I knew that he would go. And I had, I had faith. <laughs> how long have you had him? This will be our fifth season together, so we know each other pretty well. Wow! And how old is he? He's thirteen. 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 Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. And so, how did yeah. you get introduced to him? His old owner, Philip Kerr, um, rang me and asked me if I would take on the ride. Nicky Roncaroni used to ride him and did a fabulous job of producing him from being a racehorse to actually training him into being an event horse. She mm. did his first one star. And then she actually moved away from the yard where he was based. And so the owner then decided to send the horse to me, which was really exciting to get the ride on. You know, obviously a very nice young horse. And we've gone on from there. Philip Kerr actually decided he wanted to sell him after he was fourth at Blenheim. He was very kind to me and, and waited and, and let me basically find a syndicate for him, which was a bit of a stressful time for us. Mm. But eventually we managed to get all the money together in time and, um, you know, secured the ride. That was sort of thanks to current owners, some new owners and, and my family, really, to put up the money and, and um, manage to keep the ride. And, you know, he certainly, he certainly <laughs> paid us all back. Because <laughs> you're close with your family, aren't you? you you've worked yeah. with your mum for years. Yeah, yeah. She's, um, she's bonkers, completely bonkers. <laughs> Drives me around the place and Ooh. works so hard. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's just completely mad, really. <laughs> But pretty amazing. Yeah, how did it start for your mum then? Because didn't she have a riding stable yeah. herself? Well, my mum just made it up for herself, really. She, My mum's parents are not horsey at all. Um, no part of her family is horsey. And she just loved animals and horses when she was young and decided that that's what she wanted to do. So she went off training when she was a youngster and has gone on from there and, you know, married my father. And then they moved down to Sussex and bought a small place with, with a little bit of land and basically built it up from there from literally from I think they had four stables to now they've got something stupid like 25 boxes oh wow um so yeah she's she just built it up really slowly over time and and ran a riding school for years and years and years and I used to you know school my badminton young rider horse hmm. around the riding school because that's oh. kind of what we what we had to do and how we made enough money to be able to pay for me having an, an event horse or two or three <laughs> um, did, did she ever say to you Gemma come back I need you to skip out some stables <laughs> I used to do everything when I lived at home I basically we ran the yard together with a couple of girls but I used to do all the mucking out and all the riding and I used to teach a bit as well and and then obviously I got the amazing opportunity to come and move up to Tattleton which is where I'm based now for Chris and Lisa Stone mm. and you know that was a, a fabulous opportunity for me to move away and have the most incredible facility here mm. and again that's built up from having seven horses when I first moved to well I don't know I can't count anymore you've got that many horses <laughs> yeah well I think we've got about I don't know 28 something like that on site wow yeah. God, no, how do you find the time? 
Yeah, we'd, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you don't watch TV. Yeah, no. <laughs> and, and what about your dad? Is he horsey or...? He's not horsey, no, but he is a very, very sporty person. He's very, extremely passionate about sport. It's slightly irritating me, so... <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, he's um, you know... He's a stats man, um, so you want to ask him a score or a stat. He knows he knows everything about that, and he's absolutely a hundred million percent behind me and what I do. And he's incredibly competitive, so oh, really? wants to know how I can, you know, do better and yeah. get better dressage, and <laughs> you know, always be inside the time and never knock the jumps down. You know, he's he's very um, very very competitive. Kids' family are quite often the most critical, aren't they? Because they, my yeah. mum, my mum says, it, you know, if I'm not going to tell you the truth, no one else will. No, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very important. <laughs> it's, it's nice for you to have their support and and um, for them to be as active in your career as they are. Yeah, absolutely. Like I couldn't do it without them. Really, you know, it's such a eventing and or any sport, but hugely you know equestrian sport is such a team thing you know you can't you can't do it on your own you have to have really good people around you that believe in you and that all want to do it you know and we all have the same goal all the girls you know my family Elodie who helps me (laughs) with my books and everything like that and organizing my life we're all working towards the same thing and that's you know to try and get to the Olympic Games and then and then not just finish there but go on from there. Mm. Everybody loves you. You've got the backing of <laughs> honestly, you have the backing of the public. Because I don't really know how that's happened. <laughs> it's amazing. It's because you're lovely and you know what also what else? It's because you're normal. Yeah. So well, you- I'm not sure about that, but <laughs> sometimes I don't think I feel very normal. <laughs> But but you're very honest with what yeah. you talk about, and when you talk about Arctic Soul, and you talk about the struggles and the good times, yeah. and and you know you haven't let anything affect you in that yeah. way. You're very down to earth, which I think is nice. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and that comes across in the relationship with your family and and yeah. LED and the people that work with you. Genuinely, you all look happy all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sat there thinking there must be times where you just want to tear your hair out. Oh my god, there are a lot of times like that. I can tell you. Um. You know it's a it's a very busy life it's you know it's hard work um you know if you ask any of my girls they know that it's it's blimmin hard work you know mm. but times like you know badminton and and moments like that make make it all worth it do you get time to have a boyfriend i do have a boyfriend <laughs> yes <laughs> does he does he get a look in um, yes he does well luckily he's very horsey as well um so he rides eventing as well his name's matthew heath mm-hmm. um so um you know he's he's pretty good at it as well you know we're gonna have a little bit of competition at, at bramham in the in the erm class which is quite <laughs> exciting I believe there's a poll on Twitter who's going to be top out oh, of the really? purpose, which is quite hilarious. So, yeah, we get on really well. We have a lot of fun and we bounce off each other. You know, we've helped each other a little bit. He comes and rides at mine and, you know, we jump the horses together and then sometimes I go up to his and do the same thing. And it's, um, you know, it's really, it's actually quite nice having someone else to bounce off of. And, you know, if you're struggling with one or you think, oh God, you know, this one's doing this or this one's doing that. Sometimes it's nice to have that, you know, someone else that actually rides that understands what you're feeling. Mm. So yeah, we, we get on really well and bounce off each other. And it works, I guess, it's easier to have someone that understands your industry, understands how hard oh, you've got to work. So like having someone that's not, that has no idea is just so hard. 
you know it, it's just this this sport it, this life is just not normal <laughs> at all and you know they it's it's hard to say well actually the horses always have to come first because at the end of the day they're your athlete yeah and they're the ones you know you know it's so important to have them at a hundred percent to compete yeah well, even at a lower level, you know, there, there are pets. Yeah. And um, quite often we've got husbands and I've had boyfriends along the way yeah. that I wouldn't trust them anywhere near my pony. No. But wait, in <laughs> fact, the one that, that I'm hoping to marry eventually um, is still has to be watched if he's near the horses. <laughs> Brilliant. Is under supervision <laughs> <That's really funny>. <laughs> only. <laughs> Amazing. So, well, can we go back to your early years then? Sure. I mean, what got you into riding originally? Well, obviously, my my mother, the fact that she, um, you know, was running a riding school and I can promise you I was not happy unless I was on the back of a pony. I used to ride all the naughty ones, whatever I was put on. I just loved it. I was an absolute disaster at school and my mother struggled every Monday morning. I used to just, well, very badly napping. (laughs) That's all I can say. Um, Yeah, I did not. I just hated school sat there used to sit there and look out the window and wish that I was either outside playing sports or riding a pony not sitting learning stupid algebra or something like that Mm, yeah (laughs) um so yeah right from a very young age that's all I really wanted to do um right at the beginning I didn't know you know before I was sort of old enough to really understand I could have done either eventing or show jumping Mm -hmm. I used to love the show jumping as well and I still do you know my my mum used to take us at the weekend and with three ponies piled into the Bedford TK and <laughs> off we went to show jumping shows and I used to just love it. And then I started competing and eventing when I was about eight years old and I was hooked from then on in. Um, you were a baby. Do many people yeah. start that young? I think very tiny, sort of tiny things. But I mean, I used to fly around you know, two foot six, two foot nine on my pony Woody that was absolute star when I was that age. Yeah, we used to go and do it and I was hooked from a very, very early age. And how long did you have Woody for? Did he stay with you? Years and years and years, yeah. He went, gosh, must have been five years ago now. But yeah, I mean, he was, he must have been 30 when he, when he went. He was, he was an amazing pony, yeah. And did you do, like, the pony club rides? And- oh, yeah, all the pony club stuff, yeah. I did loads of pony club stuff. My mum actually ran pony club camp for three years, bless her. Oh. We had the most fabulous time at pony club camp. <laughs> what did you do there? Because I never got the chance. I was, and my parents aren't horsey at all. I mean, my mum runs away, and, and my dad's, bless him, is just too scared. He'll go and try. Like, yeah. he's ridden a few times, but, you know, the sitting trot. He can't yeah. even do rising truck. He tries, yeah. eh? And yeah. so I never got the chance to do pony club. And stupidly, at 31, <laughs> I'd love to go back just That's to experience funny. it. <laughs> yeah, no, we had the most fun at, at pony club camp. So, you know, you have teams and you're in your team and you're stabled in your teams and you do all your rides and things together as teams. Mm. And um, so, you know, you have tack and turnout and, you know, you get marked for that every day, marked for your tack cleaning and your stable and your pony and how it all looks. Mm. And I just absolutely loved all that. Like that was my best bit because I'm obsessed with them being clean and looking beautiful (laughs) and having their manes perfect and so I, I absolutely loved that and loved getting the, you know, winning prize. <laughs> I was so competitive. And then, you know, and at the end of the week, you work up towards doing um, a show, you know, and dressage and show jumping and 
and then you know a little cross country course and we just loved it as kids and you know every night we used to play games and run around and you know just be outrageous really it was great fun and you make friends as well do you think i think yeah. that horses teach kids morals yeah i think there's absolutely. certain values that you learn yeah. like responsibility yeah. and like looking yeah. after something else yeah absolutely definitely yeah it's very important so tell me about where you are now then tattleton yeah. stud yeah the pictures look incredible yeah. can you describe it to me oh gosh it's incredible here it's hard to explain it's um surrounded by trees um so it's got an amazing amazing atmosphere the school uh is beautiful beautiful surface open school no fencing it's 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 really really lovely place to ride and then the stables for the horses are big and open and airy and but but, but in a barn and oh, well, uh, like an indoor barn yes yeah sort of indoor barn there's two sort of indoor barns with seven stables on each side with big archways so you know there's plenty of light and air going in and we've got a lovely sort of feed room and tack room and rug room as well heat all heated and so in the winter it's amazing because you can still dry rugs and amazing things um there's me with my hair dryer (laughs) drying my hands and drying my rugs in the rain Yeah, no, and it's beautiful. And then we've got some some lovely land sort of close by with small paddocks. And then we've got sort of bigger paddocks paddocks further away around the land and where we have a lot of our youngsters and uh, chili babies. And What's a chili baby? (laughs) Chili, you know, the stallion chili morning? Yes. So um, Chris and Lisa, who own the place here, Mm. own chilly morning (gasps) and so we obviously have i obviously ride a lot of mares and we've done a lot of embryo transfers and so we have lots of chilly babies is what we call them and i'm actually competing two or three of them already which is really exciting one's called chili's gem she's doing really well uh we've got chili night chili pepper and then we've got lots and lots of other naughty little chili babies out in the field (laughs) do you get to back them as well yes i have done all the breaking so far yes yeah because that's dangerous in itself so i guess to a certain extent you've got to be careful because yeah really careful so i won't be doing that sort of thing um you know in the middle of the season i've got some really good girls that work for me and i will be the the one on the floor kind of thing helping mm. but um i won't actually be getting on them how do you back Gemma? do you use because uh, there's so many different forms yeah like do you use like a natural horsemanship technique do you just get on and go <laughs> well <laughs> not just get on and go but you know i'm not scared of taking time with them you know they go on the walker and they have the bridle and saddle on and get used to that and then they learn how to go around on the lunge and get long reined so you know they learn about having the the lunge lines on their sides and they learn about steering and all that sort of thing and then we gradually start to jump up and down next to them and lean against them lean over them get them you know confident and then eventually you know you jump up on them and hope that you've done all the the groundwork to be okay but always have a really good person on the floor helping mm. and uh, you know because the person on the floor is nearly as important as is the person getting on because you you know you can look at them and read them and work out what they're going to do and watch them and get to know them when they're worried and when they're 
when they're you know when they're feeling confident Mm. and um yeah, and when to say jump off <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> gradually build them up and you know and we do that as three-year-olds but we wouldn't do too much with them as three-year-olds they just learn about manners and you know learn about the rules mm-hmm. you know this is what we do and this is what we don't do and uh yeah and then they go back out in the field to their four-year-olds and then they come in as four-year-olds and we start again with them but obviously Normally it happens quicker Mm. and then they carry on as four-year-olds and do a little bit more work and then as five-year-olds they come in and start going eventing. Wow. And then do you get the pick then of which ones you're going to take on and which Um, ones you're going to sell? Because we've only had a couple come through so at the moment I'm riding all of them but yeah I mean we probably won't be able to keep all of them but we'll just have to see how they all turn out and It'll be really interesting to see. We've got a crop of four yearlings, actually, four yearling colts, um, one filly. So we've got five, you know, yearlings. So it'll be interesting to see what all of those lot turn out like. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you can tell then, now that you're doing quite a few and you've backed quite a few and trained them, do you think you could tell from their personality which ones are going to be good at, at, like, from an early age at what discipline? Yeah, I think it's... I think it's really difficult to know at, you know, three, four and five if they're going to be badminton, burly, Olympic courses. I, To be honest with you, that takes some something really extra special. And I actually don't think you can tell that a horse has necessarily got that until you go through the grades. Mm. I think there's the odd horse here and there that you know from the beginning. For example, the mare that I have, Chica Bella, I knew from the minute I sat on that horse that she was going to be one of the best horses in the world and and I know she is but I think that's very rare I think you know to to know that in a horse when you first sit on them is pretty rare and and a lot of horses you know get better and better and better as they get older and Arctic Soul is an absolute perfect example of that situation Mm. when we first had him you'd never have thought that he was going to be as good as he is you thought yeah this is going to be a good horse and yes perhaps a four-star horse but I don't think we realise quite how brilliant he could be and he's got better and better and better and I think that he still has improvement left in him. Really? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
How can you yeah. get much better though than what he's doing? <laughs> he can't because really. He, because I can get I can get better dressage. I still think that <laughs> you know at the end of the day, Arctic Star was still racing when he was five and six year old. So when you think how young I start my horses and they start in their training on the in the dressage when they're four five. And Arctic Soul didn't even start learning to go in an outline till he was a six-year-old. Wow. So he's, you know, he's done incredibly well to to do what he's done, and that's why it's taken longer for him. So are there certain elements of the dressage that he struggles with more than others? Yeah, you know, he's a really big horse, and he's a thoroughbred, so he um, doesn't have the biggest movement in the world. He doesn't have a big flashy trot. And he finds it difficult to stay really relaxed and through and through in his body. And, and he gets a bit tight in his ribs and his back. Um, mm. But we have improved that so much over the last year. And, um, and I also feel more confident in the dressage phase, which obviously helps him as well. He is a, a horse that really, really tries really hard. And if he thinks he's doing it wrong, he gets very uptight. So mm. with him, it's all about confidence. If he's confident, then he'll do really well. If he feels that he's not doing it well and he's not confident, that's when he can get tight and tense, and then obviously you lose mark for lose marks for tension. Mm. So, how do you get him more confident? Is it just with practice and just doing yeah, that over and over exactly. again? It's practice for him. It's practice, practice, practice in a really calm and really you know really nice way. Um, you know, being you know, very sort of kind and gentle with him and teaching him all the things that he needs to learn and practicing it over and over, really. You know, he's quite different to my two top mares, Quick Look and Chica Bella. You know, they're both almost overconfident and mm-hmm. can be quite cheeky and they need to learn, the you know, need to know the rules and sometimes I have to be, you know, firm with them and tell them, no, we have to do it like this, especially Quick Look because she thinks that, you know, life evolves around her and that everyone's <laughs> there to watch her and that she should show off the whole time <laughs> and that she shouldn't listen to her rider. <laughs> so they're quite funny and I say to her all the time, you should tell Arctic Soul to show off. <laughs> that's something that he doesn't understand whereas the two mares they are the biggest show-offs you can possibly imagine so it's just learning how to deal with each character and and get them to understand that you know it's fun and that they have to listen but they also have to express themselves have you had any moments in the ring where in the dressage ring where they've been really naughty because at badminton there was this demo and the poor guy that was doing the demo the horse was amazing but Mm. he was rearing and he was just not paying attention at all and i thought that's that's uh, you're in a high pressured environment you're dealing with a live animal like Mm. at home they rear a bit and you're like no come on get on but uh, like have you had any moments like that yeah, I've had moments when they, you know, for sure have been, you know, naughty and have been tense or feisty or not not fully listening. But I certainly haven't had any moments where they've completely sort of lost the plot and ran off or reared or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I've ha- I've certainly had moments where you think, oh, God, they're <laughs> being really badly behaved and I, I can't really do anything because obviously you're in the middle of a dressage test. You kind of have to go with it a little bit. Mm. It's like having a naughty child, isn't it? Where you're like, come on, not now. (laughs) Yeah, but that's, you know, that's where the training at home is so important to really, so that they really know the rules and, you know, they're they're so well trained that 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 sort of thing doesn't happen. And I think that's where I've managed to, you know, come on in my own riding and myself and my training over the last year 
with a bit of help from um, Ian Woodhead, he's helped me a lot to sort of get them really, really beautifully trained so that when you go in the ring, it's just a case of sitting up, smiling and riding the movements. So Ian, Ian, is he with you full time? No, no, not at all. No, he comes about once a month to my yard and we do a sort of whole day. I usually have sort of five or six lessons and then have other people that come in and have lessons as well. So that's good. And then it, he also helps me at events as well. So he helped me every day at Babington. Aww. He was he was brilliant. Um, he was there. I told him I wasn't riding without him being there. <laughs> so he was brilliant, though. He helped me. Yeah, he was he was great. And, and so going on to Rio then, which horses yeah. are you... Do you know which ones you could take? <laughs> How would you choose? Um, it's not my choice. So, yeah, I can say I have a preference for sure. But at the end of the day, it's the selector's choice. And to be honest with you, I would be honoured to ride any one of my three horses that I have at Rio. Which one would you prefer, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very difficult question to answer. <laughs> um, it's hard, though, isn't it? Because let's, think, yeah. let's put the emotion into it. Yeah. You've got Arctic Soul, which you've had for years, and you've been training up to this point. But then you've got your lovely little mare, Chica Bella, which it just, I can imagine you'd love to ride her around Rio. I think, um, you know, in my, in my heart, I think Chica Bella is my, is my, you know, favourite for the Olympics um, mm-hmm. because of the way the competition is. It's not necessarily a, a really tough four-star track like you would get at Badminton and Burley. It's not going to be as tough as that because at the Olympic Games they have to obviously be very careful with the track and it's mm-hmm. quite often not so t- not as tough as you know Badminton or Burley which is where Arctic Soul really comes and shines because he's a cross-country machine <laughs> and in the dressage phase Chico Bella has the ability to be up there with the likes of Michael Young and Ingrid Klimt Kershey is beautiful in the dressage she actually led the dressage by nearly four marks last week at Houghton Hall on a 32.7 in the wow. three star there um, and the other thing with her on the final day in the show jumping She's a wonderful show jumper and you have to go into a very, very atmospheric arena and jump two rounds if you're up there for the um, individual prizes. And she, in that situation, I would like to be sat on <laughs> sat on her. But on the other hand, Arctic Soul is, a, is also a fantastic jumper. You know, he's got really confident and I feel like now I can manage his nerves and... You know, like I say, I'd be honoured to ride any of three of them. Well, I've got so many questions to ask you. I'm like, ah! (laughs) Okay, so do you get to see the course, the Olympic course, before you fly over there? That's a good question. I don't know. I've not seen it. I We know what it's going to be like. I've ridden a lot of Pierre Michelet's cross-country courses, and I actually love them. They're very forward, big open distances, very French way of building. And there'll be quite a lot of brush uh, and skinny fences, lots of accuracy questions. Apparently, the beginning of the course goes up a slight hill for the first couple of minutes and then it flattens out. Sort of the middle of the track is quite flat and then the end of the track comes back down the hill to the finish. Mm. That's sort of what I know about it. And so then the next question is, does the being able to see Ingrid and Michael Young perform and go to competitions prior, does it give you a bit of a heads up 
where you can see what they're doing and how where you need to get the marks up yeah it does i love watching both of them they both ride with such incredible accuracy and softness what they're so good at is never dropping marks so they're so good at riding unbelievably consistent tests so it's not necessarily that they are wow or wow that looks really um you know really expressive and posh it's not it's all very soft and very relaxed and every single movement is ridden with such such precision that the judges can never not give them a 7.58 or 9 so they're mm. never dropping below 75 80% which then obviously comes out at your low 30s and that is basically <laughs> what we're all aiming for um and that's what I've been really practicing to work towards, you know, never allowing my mark to drop below 7.5, to try and always ride square halts, to try and always ride a correct shoulder in and have them relaxed and soft and through so that I'm not necessarily going for, wow, I'm going for really accurate and consistent. So this might sound like a crazy question, but... Does the dressage then set you up for the rest of the weekend and the other well, the absolutely. other Absolutely. I mean yeah. if you've you know, if you've done a good test and you're you're well up there with a good score, then you've got everything to play for. You know, if it's not quite gone to plan, well then you've got to put it out your head and move on and jump a double clear anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially when you get to a games or, you know, any championship, at the end of the day you're we're riding for our country and, you know, we've got to if, if something's gone wrong, which of course things can go wrong, it's their horses at the end of the day. They're not machines. And if something's gone wrong, then we've got to pick ourselves up, kick our butts and <laughs> crack on and jump a double clear and get the best score that we possibly can so that hopefully we can still win a team medal. This isn't the first time that you have represented Great Britain either, is it? No, I am not there yet. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> hopefully we'll be. <laughs> Fingers tightly um, crossed. Fingers and every single every single thing crossed. Um, <laughs> but yes, I competed at the European Championships for the seniors last year with Arctic Soul at Blair. And he was fabulous. And we actually came ninth, which was, you know, was my aim to finish in the top 10. Well, I would be really happy if I finished in the top 15. So to, to finish in the top 10, I was over the moon with, with him Amazing. and what he did. He was only one of three clear inside the time cross country which was a fantastic oh. achievement yeah bless him bless his little heart it's amazing <laughs> but we loved him we do <laughs> when you were young though you represented uh, great britain for the young riders didn't you i did yeah what was that like i mean how old were you so i went as a junior when i was 18 mm. oh, not then, as young as i thought i thought you were 14 no, yeah as a junior when i was 18 and then as a young rider when i was 20 21 and what was that experience was there a lot of pressure do you think there's different pressure then to the pressure that you're feeling now yeah it was i mean obviously as as a young person you know you think at the time that you know your whole life this is like your whole life is competing <laughs> at this level obviously now i look back at it and think it was such a great you know such a great experience and Actually, it didn't really matter what we did. Mm -hmm. It was just the fact that we were in that system of going abroad and competing in a championship and having the rules put down and 
you know, as, as a young person, that was a fantastic experience and something that I think I learned so much from. And to win a couple of gold medals along the way, obviously, was was a great thing to happen as well. Amazing. It's like the icing <laughs> on the cake, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your preparations then? Fingers crossed, let's say, Jeva Tattersall, you will be representing Great Britain at Rio. <laughs> what do you have to do to prepare? Obviously, without telling too much, because we don't want the opposition yeah. to know, Yeah, really. no, no, no. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to prepare for it as I would any big three-day event that I compete in, because why would you change what's already working? Mm, I like so that. So there won't be anything different from the horse's point of view. They will be prepared in the same way, you know, no different. They will have their physio, they will do their galloping, they will do their schooling and jump schooling and all of those things will be the same because there's no point in changing what's already working <laughs> from my point of view i just need to keep trying to get thinner and why uh, do you need to get thinner you don't need to get thinner don't be ridiculous <laughs> um yeah and uh yeah that's it really i'm just gonna prepare in in the same way as i would any big free day event do, do they put you on like nutritional things and oh, yes. you have to eat certain stuff? Well, we try to, yes. Yeah. It's quite difficult. <laughs> no, no, it is. Yeah, everyone loves a bit of cake. I know everyone loves a bit of cake. <laughs> and, and the worst thing, the worst thing is that TV puts on £10. Oh, I no. hate that. I hate that too. Why can't they invent it so that it makes you look skinnier? I know. <laughs> It's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but you have amazing clothes that are all really fitted because you've yeah. got awesome sponsors. You've got Childrick Saddles yeah, and awesome. Timothy Fox Clothing. I know. Yes, please. Yes. I mean, your your trot-ups are just yeah. stunning. In fact, when I was in the press room, probably shouldn't be saying this, but when I was in the press room, they all sat at Bummington watching the trot-ups, talking about the clothing. And I'm like, for me, I come from a fashion background. I'm like, yes, these are amazing outfits. Yeah. So the clothes that Timothy Fox clothing put you in. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, you know, they're so elegant um, and they, you know, they look beautiful. The colours are always so beautiful as well. The jackets, the coats uh, that we wear for Trot Up, I wear for Trot Up is, you know, they're, they're stunning and they fit so beautifully. And then, you know, we've got all sorts of things that they give us, like the headbands, which we're all obsessed with. Um <laughs> Because obviously it covers up your bad hair. And plus they <laughs> or a look dodgy really fringe. Nice. Yeah. Um, and they keep you warm because clearly it's June and it's freezing. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're amazing. My best friend who's been helping me, her name's Emma. She's been helping me loads this year. She's a really good groom and I've been booking her for when we go away quite a bit. And um, she literally lives in her headband her Aww. Timothy Fox headband <laughs> so it's just quite I keep getting snapchats from her wearing her headband like in her bed I'm like what are you doing with it on in your bed <laughs> so and then we have hoodies which are amazing and the polo shirts which are all such like great cool colours and yeah all the girls wear them and we, we love them you like a little, little bit of bling oh love a bit of bling yeah <laughs> we want a sparkle on stage I know well Shieldrick Saddles they obviously know I like a bit of bling so I have the most beautiful dressage saddle with a little bit of nice bling on the back oh. it. it's, it's got my name on which is really really cool what your name's on the back of the saddle yeah oh, in diamonds uh, not in diamonds no in like a silver plaque and then oh. I've got sparkles over the top which is so pretty we love it <laughs> that's really fun I imagine your um, all your horses having diamante nameplates yeah I'd like that I yeah. haven't got that but I'd like that 
Oh, Gemma, just before we go, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you. And you. Is there any advice that you could give people that maybe are looking at getting into eventing or want to take the next step into eventing? The main thing for me is to, you know, always enjoy what you do. You know, it's it's hard work and it's hard graft and you have to put the hard work in. If you're not, if you're not ready to put the hard work in then you may as well not bother Mm. it's hard work put your work in and the main thing is when you go to a competition be prepared but be prepared to enjoy yourself and make the most of when it goes well and when it goes badly try not to dwell on it try to pick yourself up think about what you can do to make it better and move on there's always another day i like that Because I'm a nightmare for that. You have a dodgy moment. You're like, oh, you've had a really bad day. It's so well, hard to, to not... put it behind you. Yeah, yeah not let that stay in your yeah. thoughts. Yeah, you have to. You have to put it behind you, move on, and there's always another day with horses. If it goes badly, don't worry about that. It's already done. You can't do anything about it. It's finished, it's over, it's done. So you might... You, you can't change the past, but you can change what's happened, what happens tomorrow. So, I'll call you tomorrow. It's very windy today, <laughs> so I'm kind of anticipating a bit of a dodgy ride. <laughs> I'm like, tomorrow again. Gemma, just remind me again. I've got a it's a day, yeah. it's a new day. <laughs> uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so so much. Literally, everything's crossed for you. Really, really Thank hope you. you get to Rio and and enjoy every single minute. I will. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so we can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook. I've got a Facebook page, Gemma Tasso Eventing and GT Eventing on Twitter. And I have a website. It's hopefully being updated soon, but I have a current website, which is great. So yeah, follow me. Thanks so much. Speak to you soon. Okay, no worries. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Now, are you anything like me when you drive down the road and you hear a really powerful piece of music? Do you go off into a little daydream and start imagining being on your horse, coming up with a creative dressage piece? You could be doing a piaf or a canter pirouette. Even if your horse can't do it, you're there in the long jacket looking fabulous. Well, if that's you, passionate about music and loving dressage, then you will love next week's episode because I talked to Alison, who's a choreographer of dressage to music, and she gives some really good advice on how you need to find the best music to fit your horse rather than trying to make your horse do moves that fits the music. It's fascinating talking to her. So that's next Monday on Horse Hour. You can also hear exclusive episodes on our new platform, which is ACAST+. Plus. Every month, you get a whole bunch of episodes before everybody else and exclusive ones as well. For example, you can hear McTimony on musculoskeletal issues, Narveen Kerr, who is an equine physiotherapist from Trey Health, Libby Head, who's a USA eventer, It was lovely hearing her story. She had her debut at badminton this year and she's brought on this horse for the last eight years by herself. She bought it, she's trained it and now at 24 she's at badminton. It's amazing. You can also hear Pete from B&W Equine and we do talk about a taboo subject, the difference between a vet that is a dentist and somebody that's just trained as a dentist. Um, It was really interesting talking to him. You can get all that on ACAST Plus. It's mega easy. Just hit the subscribe button and upgrade and all the exclusive episodes come down to your mobile phone every month. 
If you'd like to listen to previous episodes, find out anything else about Horse Hour, then head to our website, horsehour.org. And of course, you can contact us on Twitter. I'm at Amy Stevenson one Horse Hour is at Horse Hour. And I hope you have a really, really good week. And we can't wait to hear the results of who's going to Rio. So we'll be celebrating together. Speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.